You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it to so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause without a man. But you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to AV Underground, the show where every now and then we miss a week because of violent illness. Uh, I'm Josh Needham. I was the one affected by violent illness. I'm Jay Watson. How are you doing? <laughs> and uh, we're back. For those of you that are religiously following our podcast, you may notice we missed an episode last week, which it happens from time to time. Yes. I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, if this was when we were first starting out, I had the the very back and forth that we talked about where it's like, if you miss a week, all of a sudden you're like, well, I guess I could miss another week. Like nothing, right. nothing terrible. Ha- the world didn't end when I missed a week. So we could just go on missing weeks and like, who really cares if we ever get back to it? Um, and then it evolved from there to uh, like the end of season one where we were doing AV Underground. And I was kind of like, oh, no, if we miss a week, it's all over. What are we going to do? Everything, something needs to happen every single week. And I was losing my mind. Right. Um, I think a lot of things have been shifted into perspective for me now that I've been putting so much focus into Twitch. Mm-hmm. Where, like, yeah, we missed an episode one week. We're not like, I mean, you know who else misses episodes every now and then? Casey Neistat. Right. He's a busy dude. Like, (laughs) I'm busy as well, just not with as cool of stuff as he's busy with. Or as cool of a name. Right. Yeah, right? (laughs) That name's fucking awesome. That's a a prime name right there. Casey Neistat. Uh, I wish my buddy was uh, doing podcasts because he's got a killer last name too. Asimacopolis. Or he used to introduce himself as uh, Asa Macaroni because <laughs> his name was so ridiculous to spell. But um, nah, so I don't know. This past week, like, yeah, we missed a week. And you know how much I was concerned about it? None. None. <laughs> because I knew exactly like this week we'd be back at it. I've, I've learned a lot to relax. And I know we've talked about um, I'm getting a little off subject here, but no, keep going. Uh, you know, how we've, we've talked about anxiety on the show before. And you said you were clinically diagnosed. Yes. So. Yes. I'm not. I don't know that I want to be. Okay, so I'm. I was watching like um, I was watching the H3 podcast, and they were interviewing Bo Burnham. It's probably an older episode by now, but I've been watching a lot of Bo Burnham lately, so it recommended that to me. So I checked it out, and Bo Burnham, like the way that he discussed anxiety, the way that he um, framed it or described it actually made me start to think like oh shit maybe maybe that's a thing i should look into Mm -hmm. but i also don't want to be part of that generation that's like i'm anxious about everything so i don't want to be that person that goes around with like a shirt on that just says anxiety right like you know what i mean so i want to find ways to to deal with it but the thing that he brought up that i thought was interesting is he was like sometimes before i get on stage to do a show I'll be sitting there and or be in the middle of the show even when when this anxiety hits and he's like and it's almost like being out of body where you're watching yourself mm-hmm. and everything you're doing feels like it's scripted and it's been done and you're just going through the motions and watching yourself go through the motions. So I'm like I have I know exactly what he's yeah. talking about because it happened <laughs> to me a lot growing up. I just thought I was flipping weird or maybe this is just something that happens to everyone. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> but because I'm like now I don't want to say anxious about being anxious, but like no, now that's, that, no, that's, that's no aware awareness i guess it's helped me a lot through like meditation and um being self-aware to okay well a lot of the things that 
usually like drive me nuts, I can be like, okay, well, maybe I'm just chalking that up to anxiety. How about I just calm the F down, chill out a little bit and, uh, you know, everything's good. Yeah. So I've like, you know, like I said, we missed a week of AV Underground. It's not the end of the world. We're coming back to it. At this point, both you and I, I think, have been doing creative things long enough that we're like, this isn't going to be the end of it. We've right. come too far to stop exactly. now. Exactly. We're, we're way too far into it. And um, it's like like you were saying with uh, perspective, I w- we um, something like I, I forgot to talk to you about it, actually. But going off that H3 podcast interview with Bo Burnham is that was an episode that I think me and you will end up doing is like talking a little bit. I feel me and you talking, at least for me, it'd be good to discuss more my anxiety and like how I deal with it, things like that. Because it's one of those things that the thing with me is I feel not enough people talk about it. And that's why it's such a big deal with our generation is that why so many people have it is because so many people don't actually talk about it. I think the problem with me and not wanting to acknowledge whether or not I like not to, I don't want to go to a doctor and be like, can you confirm that I have this? Mm Mm-hmm. For a lot of the stigma reasons, right? Because I think when a lot of people bring up anxiety in this generation, this day and age, it gets it has a huge stigma to it. Well, it has a huge stigma, but a lot of that I think is that when people are like, "Oh, I have anxiety," and they use that as a way to just write off having to do anything. Yes. And I want to be able to approach it kind of like how we had an, an obscure depression episode where we're like, "This is not clinical advice. This is our thoughts on how we deal with it." Right. Like. Are we depressed sometimes? These are raw oh, yeah. thoughts. And this is how we get through that. And I wanted to have, to have the same thing with like, I don't want to have to go and get medicated kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? And I also don't want to be like, I have anxiety. So pity me and just, you know, uh, if I don't do my podcast, that's fine because I'm just too right. anxious. And like, I'm not okay with that personally mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I know there's plenty of people like if that's your thing, like don't feel like I'm trying to attack you. But for a lot of us that want to be creators, you have anxiety. You fight that a lot. And I think that there's we could talk about better ways to get through working with it and still continue doing what you want to be doing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like learning to drive. When I first got behind (laughs) the wheel of a car, I was like freaking out because I'm behind this like quarter ton piece of metal driving down the highway with a bunch of other quarter ton pieces of metal. And half the time, like people don't pay attention. I don't know what I'm doing. What are the rules of this road? I have never driven here before. You get like, I got freaked out. And now I've been, you know, driving for 12 years and it's like, okay, well. Second nature. Yeah. It's like I could pretty much anywhere except for Boston or Worcester I could drive in like (laughs) confidently. And that'll be, and that'll be the case forever there. Yeah, no, I don't think (laughs) there are very few people. You have to live in Boston and own a car in Boston, which you basically need to be a millionaire. And to, to, in order to understand those roads, there are very few people I know that can drive in and around Boston with no problem. Kudos to every Uber (laughs) driver out there. And just, but yeah, but like, as you were saying with like perspective and learning a lot from, taking the week off, especially for me. So I'm not going to go into the full story, but if you want to hear the full story, go to Never Made Varsity, my podcast, you'll hear the full story. But basically to sum it all up, I got food poisoning and that's why I missed last week. And then it didn't, it literally did not affect me until the morning of recording. So there was, there was no way I could. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing I could do. And I was like, like Josh said, I had a lot of, my first thought was, God damn it. We're going to miss a week. We're going to ruin our, we're going to ruin it. We're going to ruin our consistency. I started getting those anxieties. And eventually I started not thinking about it at all. I was just like, look, I'm sick. There's nothing I can do right now. Josh will handle it. All else that fails, if we don't get it handled, we'll start, we'll, we'll get back on the horse next week. And for me, it was interesting because 
I had a lot of those thoughts, a lot of those anxious thoughts of we're going to ruin, I'm going to ruin all my consistency. What if I get lazy from this? And I think there's a difference between missing content creation when you're sick, when you're actually sick and missing it because you just got lazy. There is a big difference there. Something I learned from this past week because over this past week, while I've been sitting brainstorming, because I not only did I obviously not only did I miss AV Underground, I missed my own podcast. So while I was sitting there brainstorming, being like, okay, what am I going to do for this week to get back on the horse, blah, blah. I learned a lot of perspective in the sense that I was very excited. I was, I was very, I felt refreshed. I felt excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go podcast yet. And not to say that I don't get excited to go podcast in general. It is one of the things that I really enjoy. It's also become part of my life though. So I don't necessarily get excited. I'm just, I just say, okay, it's Saturday. It's podcast day. Let's go do this. This is, this is part of my life. And for the first time in a while, I was generally very excited to come here and come podcast. And I felt just overall refreshed. I felt so much more red. I was like, I feel like, I feel like ideas are coming much more quickly now. Ideas for AV Underground and Never Made Varsity are coming so much better. And it's weird because it's such a different perspective of what I normally have when it comes to this. It's very different than like, because usually it's like what you said, you just get super anxious because it has happened to me before with Never Made Varsity where I missed a week. And I was just very anxious about it. And I was very like, oh my God, I've completely ruined everything. And that's really not the case. And yeah, I think it's, like you said, I just think it's taught me a lot more. I think it's shown me a different side of this whole thing. I'm not saying now I'm going to take every week off so I can feel refreshed. That's not what I'm saying. But it definitely showed me something a little different. And I definitely, I feel different about taking time off and or missing a podcast than I did in the past. Like I said, my perspective has changed. I think there's a lot of stigma too. I'm sure you've had those like the crap jobs you get when you're like just out of high school or you're finishing Mm -hmm. high school, you just turned 16 and you got a job working at a grocery store bagging groceries or something. And you've always, you get those days, you wake up, all right, and this is your first job. You've only been there for a few months. You wake up, you're feeling awful. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't know what's going on. I need to call out sick, but now I'm really anxious about it Yes, because you're going to call in. And especially if it's one of these jobs that hires teenagers a lot and they're used to the types of people that call in and like make a habit of like once or twice a week, I'm calling out. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't care about this job. And like whether you care about the job or not is a, its own thing. But like I always used to get the guilt trips, right? You call in, you're like, hey, I'm not going to be in today. I'm not feeling well. And they're like, well, can you come in late? no, I'm not feeling like, and then you feel like you have to explain yourself. And so then you end up with a whole lot of anxiety about calling out sick and everything else. And then that kind of ties over into even stuff that we're doing. Like, I feel that way if I was like, if anything happened to me where I was ill and I was like, oh no, I need to text Watson and let him know we can't podcast today. We need to move it to tomorrow. We need to not do it this week, whatever the case may be, is like, he's going to automatically assume that I'm just being lazy and I want to take a week off. And I know that you wouldn't assume that, but that was, like, I didn't assume that about you when you that was, were like, that oh, was the I'm same thought really I sick. Had. I was like, my, when I was texting you, I was like, Josh is just going to think I'm trying to get out of this. Cause I, then I was like, I'm texting him at seven 30 and there's no way he, I'd be texting him at seven. It's that whole, like, I think it ties into with that mentality. If you've ever watched any like inspirational videos on YouTube mm-hmm. or like the things about how to get the hustle, the and pros like, and cons, you have to hustle, you have to push through every piece of adversity. And it sounds really inspirational, but at the same time, it's also unrealistic it in, makes mo- you feel in a guilty. lot of situations. It makes you right. feel guilty. It doesn't make you feel inspired. And it's like we had talked about before that one week when Annabelle and I had just started a health and mana podcast. And there was one week when my depression hit me. It was right before we did the depression episode on AV <laughs> underground. Huh, fascinating. Um, and I talked about that and how, you know, that Tuesday we're supposed to be recording and I'm, 
for whatever reason, just stricken down with depression. I don't want to do anything because I don't want to do anything. I feel guilty for not doing the podcast. I'm hard on myself for not doing the podcast. And that just makes everything worse. Now I'm more depressed for not doing the thing I didn't do because I was depressed. And it spirals. Anxiety functions, I think, in the same way where like you get a little nervous about something and then your stomach hurts a little bit and you're like, "Uh oh, what's that? Do I have like is there something wrong? Am I right. about to be sick? And then that starts to spiral until eventually you're just like shaking and dizzy yeah, you're and you're like, what is going on? And yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just that downward spiral. And, uh, if you're getting into content creation, it's one of those things you really have to have the self discipline to know when you need that time. You like you, okay, something's gone wrong. I need to take a week, but I'm coming back to it. And really the only one that can hold you to that is yourself. Right. right. Like the only one that can hold me to continuing to do uh, AV Underground this week in gaming um, and whatnot and actually getting all the editing and everything done is myself. And I've gotten really good at doing that right. because, you know, these are things that I love to do. And that's the difference. I think if you're in content creation and it's something that you love to do, understand that sometimes you're going to have weeks, you're going to have days you can't bring yourself to do it. I've had days where I've had to like tweet out, hey, no stream tonight. I'm feeling really sick. I'm sorry. And you feel like the whole community is going to come down on you and be like, well, uh, what the was, heck? If you I really wanted this, say that, yeah. if you really wanted this, you'd be streaming anyway. Put a bucket next to you or something. I don't care. And I'm like, I don't want to put anyone through that. Yeah. I don't want to be through this. I don't want to be doing this right now. I don't want to share this with the world. Right. So. And that's just like but at the same time, like you'll find you get a lot of the communities that are, you know, really understanding because we're people. Right. And like, that was like something I would say, like, I feel that's also another thing that a lot of people um, think about and they let it, they think about it too much in the sense that it, it, you especially see, this is actually something, a question I'd love to ask someone who's like a way more, like, I, I hate saying this, but like way more popular than we are, way more into it than we are, because it's something that I feel like they would have a really good insight to the idea of, how does your community feel about you taking time off, doing things like that? Because it's one of those things that you automatically think about being like, what are people, I literally, when I didn't put out my podcast last week, I've got a few buddies that text me about my podcast. And one of my buddies texted me, he was like, he was just messing with me, but he's like, bro, where's the podcast at? And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, dude, I feel I like, I got food poisoning, all this crap. He's like, oh man, that sucks. And But like, he kind of like, just let it go. But it's one of those things that that was just one person, my buddy texting me. I can't imagine if I had like 50,000 people listening to my podcast. What if 10,000 people came at me and tweeted being like, where's the podcast at, bro? And it's just, it's one of those things that you have to, like you said, have the self-discipline, the self-awareness to know, be like, look, I'm sick. I can't do this, but I will get back to it. I will get back on the horse tomorrow, two days, next week, whatever your schedule is. But you can, you have to, I, I feel like these are just one of those things that, I understand why you think like that. And I understand why people have that thought in mind. What does my community think? But I feel like it's one of those instances when you just have to flat out ignore it. Just flat out ignore it. A lot it. of it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Because there are a lot of people out there that just want to get a rise. And I, uh -huh. I want to talk about that a little bit too in, in a little bit here. But um, communication, I think, is a big thing. Especially Regardless of community. if you're a podcast with three listeners, you're a Twitch streamer with two followers, whatever the case is, like get the communication down like early. Get it down early and understand that you're going to get people that are going to give you flack for it. Like, but, you know, letting people know, hey, no podcast this week. Sorry. Hey, no stream tonight. Sorry. This is why I'm not feeling well. I'm sick, whatever the case right. is. Um, but also keeping an eye on that, because if you start to do this once a week, just like a boss, everyone's going to notice 
like, oh, hey, he seems to just <laughs> not do a thing he's, once every week. Or he's phoning it in this week and things like that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, then if you are actually getting sick that frequently, you may need to seek medical. You might, yeah, you might have some other issues. So, like, there's that. But if you find that you're just like, I don't feel like doing this today. And so you cancel it. Uh, there's, you know, a couple things going on there. One, if it's something you actually do want to be doing, but you're just putting it off, like start thinking about that and be like, all right, well, what do I need to do to get the discipline in place? If it's something that you're just dread doing, stop doing it. Like, especially if this is not your job, if you start a podcast and you're, or a, uh, a Twitch stream or a YouTube channel, whatever you're trying to do, right? You start a vlog on YouTube, you get a few episodes in, you realize you hate video editing. <laughs> you're not a fan of seeing yourself on camera. You don't like your own work. And this just, this whole thing, you're like, this is not for me, but you've trying to keep making yourself do it anyway. I know there's plenty of people that are like, even if your work sucks, do it anyway. But that's like, if you're passionate about it, do right. it anyway. Even if your work is bad, because you'll get better over time. If, if you hate what you're doing, it, don't do it. If you hate what you're doing, don't do it. <laughs> now, arguably, I would say that about your job as well. But uh, there's That's a little certain, different. Right. There's a certain level of realism you have to have of like, OK, I, if I want to survive and pay the bills, I need to have some form of an yeah. income. Yeah, there's, there's I can't just up and quit every job I don't love. But, you know, just kind of keep an eye on yourself. Be your own boss and not necessarily your own worst critic, but. You know, be a little critical of yourself. Right. Like, okay, if I'm not streaming tonight, am I actually not well or am I just I, feeling like I'm lazy and I want time for me? If I'm feeling lazy and I want time for me, then I'm starting to look at, like, the rest of my week. Do I not give myself time for myself? Is that why I'm now feeling burnt out? And if so, I should start planning in time for just to do whatever. That's my Sundays. My Sundays are like whatever I want to do, I'm doing. I'm relaxing. I'm vegging out watching YouTube. <laughs> I'm I'm not editing. I'm not recording. I'm not streaming Sundays generally. Uh, I may start like I started doing casual Friday streams on Twitch, which is legitimately like there's no plan for that. That starts whenever I manage to start it, and it's going to be whatever game I feel like playing. I'm, I realize I'm not going to potentially get a lot of viewers that way. Right. But I think it's a fun the people that come into your stream and they're there for you, the personality people that are there for your personality. I mean, if they want to come and hang out, they'll hang out regardless of what I'm playing. Right. Like we change games uh, every time we finish a game, we switch to a new game. I've been I feel like I've been surprisingly successful on Twitch for someone who has been a variety streamer. As far as like getting new people to come in, we're almost at 100 followers. We're holding like five to eight people on average in chat now. I'm actually being able to interact with people. I got people throwing bits at us. And it's like it's this whole new world of what is going on. This is crazy to me, which I wanted to talk about the um, the strange things that have been going on in my streaming world and, <laughs> and fake people or people oh. that want to get a rise out of you. It all kind of ties into everything I've been experiencing lately with Twitch. So what I thought was interesting, right? So whether you're a YouTube creator, you're a podcaster, you're a Twitch streamer, I'm going to specifically be sticking back and forth between Twitch and YouTube here because I understand their systems a little better. So like if you're a YouTube creator, you've hit your thousand follower or thousand subscriber threshold. You get into a point where you're approved for the YouTube partner program for their standards that they have. I have a buddy who is um, talking high def. We interviewed him on the show a while ago. And we talk every now and then about like your creator page and it tells you like how much you've made an ad rev right. and all that kind of your your estimated income kind of thing. And I guess the way that from the sounds of it, the way YouTube runs it, you go to this page and it's this is your total ad revenue. And if it tells you like $100, YouTube has a, a 50, no, sorry, a 60-40 split. 
YouTube keeps 60% of all ad revenue. The creator gets 40%. A lot of people have been trying to challenge that. Like when Twitter was trying to become a video platform rather than just Twitter, they were like, we're going to do a thing for creators with a 70-30 split. 70% goes to the creator. 30% goes to the person who was posting their videos on Twitter. So, but you can go onto the back page and you're like, okay, well, I have, it says I've earned $100. So that means I've actually only earned 30 or 40, sorry, right. because of the 60, 40 right. with YouTube. Don't worry, I'm bad at so, that And so I, I hop into the back end of Twitch just to like see all the cool new stuff. Like we unlocked a lot of cool stuff when we became affiliate. Like we can now give people um, emotes for right. different tiers, subscription tiers. Um, there's a few other things like we can do with bits and badges for people who donate bits and stuff like that. For those that don't know, Twitch bits are essentially like pennies. One bit is one cent. I didn't know this until um, you explained it to me either. The, the thing with the Twitch bits, and I've actually, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the monetary end of how things are functioning with my personal Twitch. Right. But what I thought was interesting, all right, so I hop over to look at my dashboard, go through all that stuff, and it has a page that tells you your earnings. And that's earnings not through ad revenue because, like, that stuff Twitch earns. When it comes to bits, Twitch takes uh, the overhead. So, like, if you were to go buy bits, you're like, I'm going to buy some bits so I can cheer in your stream. And say you want to buy 10,000 bits, which would be the equivalent of $10, roughly. Um, it's going to cost you probably like somewhere between 11 and $13. I don't know the exact running rate right now. It's like a 40% overhead. Mm -hmm. And that overhead, Twitch takes that. That's their cut. So then now you've got 1,000 bits. If you cheer all 1,000 bits to my channel, that's $10 in my pocket. Because Twitch already made their cut. Now, obviously, there's a lot of stuff like taxes and things like that that come out of right, it right, in right. the end. But... So then I'll, I'll go over man. to my stream and I look and it's like, you've made $10. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's a there's a whole thing with the threshold of when they pay out and all that kind of stuff. It's you with most companies. It's usually 100. Once you hit 100, they'll send you a check because anything beyond like lower than that. And it's almost not worth processing. Right. So but I go into the back end and we hadn't even made $10 yet, which to be honest, like it didn't dissuade me. I was flipping excited. I looked at it and it's like a few dollars because we've got a couple subscribers now because we can have that. And we've got a few people that had thrown bits and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is the first time in my life that I can legitimately say I'm being paid to play video games. That's a huge moment. That's a big moment. And I, I was like, that's not even why I started this. Like, I would love to make a career out of it, but I started because it's super fun and I've been having a lot of fun streaming the games that I've been streaming. So... Yeah, so that's the Twitch bit end of things. That's how bits function. Subscriptions, it's a 50-50 split with Amazon. So the parent company of Twitch is Amazon, for those that don't know. But so like a subscription for $5, I make $250. They make $250. So and that shows up. And they only show me the stuff that like comes to my end. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about like doing the math of like, oh, well, that's minus this and minus that. and Which I think is neat. But and I've just I've made the decision with my stream to not accept donations because you can set it up through PayPal to accept what they technically they're called tips donations. Yes, you right. have to be a 501 C three charity organization in order to set up a PayPal donation button because that's tax deductible. You don't get taxed on that. And there's a lot of issues if you try and do a donation button through PayPal rather than a tips button. Streamlabs has it so you can set up tips directly. You just link your PayPal and they do all that stuff for you. Okay, that's, so that's, cool. so that's fine. That's simple. My problem with that is there's speaking of people who want to get a rise out of you. There's things that I like looked into well before uh, I even got into like 
being a big streamer on Twitch because there were things I wanted to look into for our extra life streams and doing donations through Twitch. There's, there's a bunch of crap people on the internet. We'll start there. So like, uh, you can become a victim of what they call chargebacks. There are ways to fight it. I'm not going to, I'm not here to walk you through that. I'm not uh, Twitch law by any means, but Basically, if I wanted to mess with you, you're doing a stream, you're partnered or affiliated or whatever it is. You have a donation button. I click on that. I donate $200. You're like, oh, thank you for the $200 donation. I don't say anything in the chat. About a day later, I report that that was never intended to be taken out. They do a chargeback. So now I get my $200 back, but you're also hit with like a $20 or $30 fee for having a chargeback. And PayPal hits you with that. Now, I mean, streamers, you can fight it. Right. There are people who will log the chat for every donation that they get because that's the proof, basically, that this person did, in fact, donate this and, and presented the right evidence. PayPal will be like, OK, look, you obviously donated this and you're just trying to be a dink. You're out 200 bucks. Sorry, <laughs> which I think is great. That, yeah, but I'm like, awesome. I don't want to I don't I want to avoid that altogether. Exactly. I'm not here for the donations. I am here to entertain. I'm here to provide content and quality for the people who are subscribing to me. And I'm here to have a lot of fun. Like bits are fun, like super fun to me because I get excited whether it's one bit or a hundred bits. And so we have people that like, you know, we we're on a level and we, it's really, really hard. We get through that level and people will cheer bits because they're like, yeah, congrats on that level. Here's 10 bits. And I'm like, yeah, 10 bits. <laughs> Let's go. They add up. Like I learned that from dunks with getting tips. Like every little bit adds up over time. So like, I appreciate anything anyone does in that channel. Uh, and then, you know, other people to try and get a rise out of you. I have had someone come into my stream and just be like, hey, guys, come on over to my stream. And I'm like, it doesn't really phase me. Right. It's rude, it's but just, it, yeah, it doesn't phase like, me because like the people that are in my chat are people that I've got a good enough connection with now that at least for the most part, like a good four or five of them were actually like close friends IRL. So like they're there to see me play whatever game I'm playing. They're not just like browsing around Twitch waiting to be pulled somewhere else right and uh so i just looked at it and i'm like nah dude we're hanging here like you're welcome to hang with us but don't don't advertise your your stream yeah, in my chat that. that's rude i would i would not do that to anyone else you know if you want to the best way to advertise your stream in someone else's chat is just by being an awesome person and then maybe they'll look at you and be like i wonder if this guy has a channel they'll click on you they'll come over whatever the case is right or by streaming with other people you know, if you're streaming with if I'm playing Destiny 2 and I'm streaming with someone else who are playing with someone else who is also streaming Destiny 2 and they've got a lot of viewers, maybe their viewers see me and they decide they're going to plug me. So right. they're like, hey, you can go check out their stream. They stream other days that I'm not streaming. So, like, just go over, show them some love, whatever the case is. But just like, don't if you're listening to this and you're a viewer on Twitch, don't be that guy. Don't advertise your <laughs> yeah. stream in someone else's stream. It's very rude. Like tro trolls. I have a very interesting relationship with trolls overall on the internet because like it's it's difficult to sometimes identify a troll per se because like in the sense that there's a lot of trolls like like you get right there like what like what you just said like the dude who comes into your chat and like advertising his own chat like his ad, sorry comes into your chat and advertising his own stream I consider that a troll because it's just like what are you doing? <laughs> like, like you're either a troll or you're like twelve, right? Some people just don't know any better, and that's what it is. But like, you can't really tell 
how it is. Like, well, you can't really notice which is which, but to me, that's why I can just, it's all under the umbrella of troll. All, like, if you're just a dink on the internet, you're a troll. It's like, one of those, It's you gotta kind of have a hard line on it, too, because you don't want to bring the, like, everyone's attention to that, either. Yeah. But at the same time, you you need to say else, something. Don't right. just let it go. Yeah. So that's why I was like, nah, man, it's, uh, we're hanging here. You're welcome to hang here, but uh, otherwise, don't advertise your stream in my stream. Thanks. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, we had someone pop into one of my streams the other day, and for those that don't know, fake donations are another thing you can get on mm -hmm. Twitch. You can, like, I think the command is, like, backslash me, and then you type some stuff, and it all shows up in one color. So in the chat, it looks like it's a, um, a machine-generated type thing, like a notification. It's not. It's just someone, like, we had that during one of our charity streams last year. Someone fake donated, like, $700. And at the time, I was like confused because i never set up notifications for donations i didn't have a button for donations i hadn't linked our extra life with anything so i'm like there it makes no sense for this to show up here that's weird so i was very cautious about my like hey i mean thanks but i don't think i have anything set up for donations <laughs> so then I, I had this talk with one of my moderators the other day and do sure as shit that night someone pops in so-and-so donated $500 to your stream. And then they're like with the message and then they type something out. And <laughs> my mom, I didn't really, I didn't even say anything. I was just like, I looked at it and I went, oh man, we talked about this. And then all of a sudden you see the moderator go, no, you didn't. And then they got banned. <laughs> and I'm like, I need, I'm going to have to add that into my chat rules. Like don't fake donate. That's just straight rude. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's like, look, I, I really don't get the whole, I do and I don't because it's like it's like funny, but is it really? Like, like look at it and really think about it. Is it that funny? No, it's, the, it's, it's really the not. Online equivalent of like if you get those fake joke scratch tickets that are huge <laughs> yes! winners, you give it yes. to one of your friends, you watch them get like over the moon and in tears because they're like, I can finally have the life I've always wanted, and then you shatter it with, never mind, it's just a prank. Ha ha right. ha! It's like yeah, yeah. Look that. at you, you got excited about something. What an idiot. Yeah, it's just I as I've gotten older, I've gotten just like more and more hatred of that because it's also like I remember being like that 12, 13 year old on the Internet for the first time. And like I was a bit of a troll, I was a bit of a dick, but like I grew out of it. And like now it's like the more I see it, I see people who are like older than me who still act like that on the Internet. And I'm just like, wow, that's pathetic. <laughs> it's just it's, it's like honestly, half of it is just so pathetic. And like. I don't know. I just like bringing it up and like hearing your stories about it, knowing you, like just knowing you personally, it just bugs me, man. I just, I don't get it because I get the whole it's funny aspect of it, but like no one's gaining anything from the, it. I feel like no. those are the worst kind of right. practical jokes. They're, they're That's just, like the opposite of the candid camera effect where like you're in a weird situation where you feel super awkward right. and you're like, is this, did he just sneeze on my steak? Like yeah. what is going on? And then they, <laughs> they bring it around and they're like, just kidding. You're right, on a practical joke yeah, show. And right. you're like, oh, all right. Everything yeah, makes yeah. sense to me now. And this is the opposite where it's like, uh, it'd be like going up to a homeless person and being like, I'm going to cut you a check right now for $500 so you can get yourself some nice clothes. You can get a good meal. You can, you know, find a place to stay for a little while. And then being like, just kidding, tearing it up, yeah, walking yeah. away and being like, you're a bum. Go kill yourself. Yeah. It's like, what a cruel sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's not like, that's just like, I mean, maybe there's a side to it that I don't understand. If you're one of those, if, if you are one of the people that does that okay. and you ha you think you have a valid reason, hit me up. I'd love to discuss no, this. No, it's not going to be a valid reason, Josh. <laughs> Trust me. Like I've had, I've had that moment too, plenty of times where I've been like, explain it to me. Why is this, 
why is this funny? Why is this? Why should we do it? Why should why should everyone be doing it? Why, why would you ever make someone right. feel like an idiot for being happy? It's exactly. It's just what's it's the point? Miserable people. Is it's what not it going to like, does it really? I get it. I guess it like makes that person more happy, the person doing it more happy. But if that's the sense, then that person's pathetic. It's a strange, like, that? It's a strange world we live in. Right. Because like tying into the next thing that I was looking up is uh, people that view bought. Oh my! So like oh view bots God. is like anyone who's ever seen those ads for like thirty five dollars, you could buy a thousand uh, followers on Instagram, <laughs> right? So and there's reasons you don't do that, yeah, because they're not active users. They'll show up and it'll look like you have a lot of people, but if you have like ten thousand followers on Instagram and only two people interacting with your photos when you post, obviously something's wrong there. People are not they're, they're going to catch on. The algorithm's going to catch on, and it's not going to look good. Now, with things like Twitch, people use ViewBots for two reasons. One, if you're a streamer who uses it, it's probably because you're trying to like, I'm well, I'm going to use Destiny 2 because like that's been the big right. thing I've been playing lately. So if you were to go on Twitch, you're not following me. You hop on to Destiny 2. It's going to rank everyone playing Destiny 2 by view count. So at the very top, you're going to see people that are like Tim the Tapman level that are like, you know, a couple hundred thousand views, whatever it is, like 65,000 viewers. And then it's going to rank down and near the bottom of the list is going to be me with like the five people that are watching me. And so if you're into small streams, you want to be able to actually interact with someone, you're coming down to the bottom of the list. You're going to find you might find me there. Um, you might hop into my chat. You might be like, hey, this is fun. I'll follow. I'll get a few follows that way. People will buy ViewBots so that you've got a sudden influx of like a thousand fake viewers, bot viewers that pop in and elevate you on that ranking poll. So now you rank above everyone that has less viewers currently than you, which you're like, oh, this makes me more visible. Ha ha. It doesn't hurt anyone. It's hurting everyone below you. Right. Because if everyone could do that, there'd be no actual like sense. All the numbers don't mean anything at right. that point. So it's like Chinese inflation. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I should have made that joke, but I could I couldn't hold and, myself. You know, there are people who which this is the part that doesn't make sense to me. Right. I can understand streamers who don't know any better that are like, I'm going to do this to inflate my views to get some legitimate viewers. And there are people who do this because I'm going to pay real money to get view bots on your stream because it's going to hurt your chances of ever being partnered because Twitch is going to think you're trying to cheat the system. And that's just... And it's harder to find and ban these people, I guess. All you can really do is contact... I was watching a stream the other day and someone was like, oh, I think someone's viewbotting me because you see this, the count view counts go like way up. All of a sudden, with no influx in the chat, it's just all of a sudden your viewers have like exploded, which can happen if you're raided, but you'll be alerted to a raid um, and things like that. But like... I'm like, why would someone spend real money to add views to another streamer? And it's really just to get them in trouble. It's yeah. the same mentality, I think, behind like the people that will call in a fake SWAT call and potentially end up getting innocent people killed. Yeah, yeah. The, because the you worst think it'd of be humanity. Funny. Yes, that's, that's what they're called. Right. <laughs> and it's at the point, like, I feel like there should be a registry of... There really should. Uh, with the local police that's like, if you're a affiliate or partnered twitch streamer you can just go down register on the affiliate partnered twitch streamers and if they get a call like a swat call goes out on you they can check that database first find your name find your channel are you live yes are you in like danger no okay we'll go and check out we maybe don't need to go in exactly. guns a blazing right <laughs> kick open the door yeah we don't up. need to like yeah <laughs> we don't need to take a sledgehammer to your door frame basically and They'll have a, at least a better idea, right? I feel like that would be because at this point, I I have to say that the SWAT team is probably well aware that this happens. Yeah, that they're just being like toyed with. 
which is because it's happened so many times. Right. It's, yeah. It's well, the fact that swatting itself is has become uh, a verb. Like what? Yeah. Like how? How oh, you got to swatted? Like, I think it'd be one thing if it was like you get a fake team of people together who dress like they're SWAT members and they break into your house. And it's like this whole gag thing, right? Like they've got airsoft guns or something like yeah, on the ground. And like that I could see being a prank because that's the candid camera effect, right? right? right. The streamer's freaking out and all of a sudden they're like, just kidding, man. It's just us. <laughs> What's up? It's just your buddies you hang out with on the weekends. Uh, but no, this is like real this shit. dangerous stuff. Like some well, da- like people what? who are not even streamers have died. Right. Like uh, at least one that I'm aware of. Right. Someone gave a fake address. They went there, and the guy like had a banana in his hand or something. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff goes down anymore. Exactly. But when it's he- like, oh, he had a cell phone in his hand. It's a bomb, and just shoots him. Right. So this dude died for a prank, and the guy that called the fake SWAT thing is like, oh, no, my fault. I didn't pull the trigger. It's like you called SWAT. You. It's like they weren't strolling through the neighborhood and ended up there yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, like oh, we were. You know what? We were just going to make a stop there anyway. They went there with like the intention of someone is attempting to murder someone or, or like, someone has a hostage, dangerous whatever, situation. Whatever the case is, like I don't know what they actually called in, but it's like just why? Why are people like this? And then, yeah, why is humanity this? And it's, it's the anonymity of the internet is right. what it is. And it's just but. one of those things as a content creator, like just being what being there's not much else you can really do besides being aware of it and being aware of your options to defend yourself from it. Pretty and much. How to how to counterattack it, I guess. And that really doesn't like I'm gonna wrap this whole thing back around, right? So I know people who don't stream because they're anxious about interacting with other people on the internet in general. Mm-hmm. They're anxious about their gameplay. And I don't entirely and now, blame them. Yeah, and then, so you take the base anxiety of just human interaction, right? Take everything else out of it. They're already anxious about, like, I don't want to, like, go on and be bad at the game and have people be like, you're bad at the game. And then you start, like, oh, get into streaming. So they get into streaming. Like, they're trying to work through that. And then you find out that there are also people who will fake donate you, charge back you, swat you, view bot you. And you're like, why am I even here? Right. Like, it's, I, I feel like it's a whole other level. Like, there's a certain, when you go on YouTube, you make a video. You put that video out there to the world. You're anxious about it. You get those comments that are like, why are you even here? Kill yourself. The people that are just like the garbage of humanity. But it's comments. And you you kind of go in expecting that. When I started with Twitch, I wasn't going in there expecting that this would be like, I better have my my cyber defenses about me. <laughs> Right. Right. I don't I never thought I'd have to like go in here and be like, all right, well, I need to set up like a VPN and a bunch of cybersecurity. I better set up cameras around my house. I need to have a like a steel and reinforced door. I need to be on a registry with SWAT. Like what? It's, it's weird, just man. To, just to make, it's so just weird. To make content on the Internet. But like at the same time, I'm also really enjoying Twitch as a platform. Right. Like it's not just Twitch that has this problem. It's the community of live streamers. Uh-huh. Like I'm not going to say that the same thing doesn't happen on YouTube live streams, Mixer, Facebook, Anything Caffeine, like whatever you're using. Right. It's just it's the way that things are. This is not platform specific. It's just that I happen to be on Twitch and this is something in the community that people have been talking about. <sighs> OK, so that's my rant for like <laughs> things um, that are going on with my Twitch channel and things that I have learned. There's, that's the negative end of things. The positive end of things is that I had a lot of back and forth when I started between YouTube and Twitch of talking myself into Twitch streaming and then being like, nah, I don't really have the personality for live streaming. I'd rather do pre-recorded stuff. I'm going to go back to YouTube. Now, I don't really have the thing for pre-recorded stuff. I'd rather do something live. I like live. Be- and I'd go back and forth convincing myself that I was good at or not good at the thing I didn't want to do. And now I find that I'm really comfortable with Twitch. I love everything that's going on with my stream and that we're doing right now. 
And even with the bad parts and even like all those big threats and stuff that we just talked about, like I'm really enjoying my time there. I'm enjoying the community we're building. I'm enjoying everything that's going on and it's just been super fun. So I'm really excited about it. Having the affiliate status is also another like boost to my uh, inspiration to be there. Right. Especially now that you can see it turning a little bit of money because it's one of those things like all the stuff that I've watched that's been motivational and like get your hustle together and all that kind of stuff is like if you're doing something. And it's making you zero dollars doing more of that. Something is not going to make you more money. You have to have at least some dollars before doing more of that thing will make more of those dollars. And it makes business sense. Right. right? So I'm like, oh, this is the first time that like a something I've created B playing video games has started to generate any sort of an, a revenue for me. And I'm really excited about that. Again, this. I'm not in it for the, the about the money thing. It's just that the the more that this becomes a viable career path, the more focus I get to put on it. And that's what I'm excited about, right? Making the community better, making better things for the people who are, you know, around helping make this a possibility and just making my streams better, getting a better setup, being able to do things of higher quality, being able to run charity events and have people actually know who our, what our channel is so that people show up to our charity right. events so we can do better, good, more good in the world. Um, I've also found through Streamlabs, who has been like, a lot of people told me when I started streaming, like, oh, get into Streamlabs. Get in. I'm like, nah, it's really confusing. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to bother. I started using it and it's by far the best tool I have ever used collectively for Twitch because they offer a lot of things. Like I said, you could set up donations through them, which I don't bother. Um, you can set up a whole bunch of plugins and things through them. But my favorite thing I found recently was the merch store. Uh, not because I'm like huge on, I want to make things that people will buy, <laughs> but buy my t-shirt. Okay. So I'm like sitting around the house and I'm like, you know what I would love is a t-shirt with my logo on it, a t-shirt with WYDG gaming radio. How about a sweater? Sweaters would be cool. Maybe a coffee mug. And like, I have these thoughts not, so I've been looking around for like places to get them from. So we had like looked into Redbubble, Teespring, a bunch of places. We got stickers here and there. My big fear was like, I don't want to just like go out, get an iron on printing thing from Walmart, print out my logo, iron it to a t-shirt and watch it peel away day by day. I want to get something that's like high quality, but I'd also don't have like connections with companies that produce this stuff. Mm -hmm. Streamlabs does. They have their own like place that manufactures shirts, mugs, sweaters, clothing, art prints, whatever it is, like, like they have a certain list of things that you can make and slap your logo on. It's all made to order. And I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. So I started putting a merch store together because it's one of these things. It's um, what they would call a passive income. Essentially, I set the store up once and those things stay there. So now people can go to the store. They can click on stuff. Someone wants a YDG sweater or a WYDG sweater. They just they can go there. They can order one. I don't have to do anything any, anymore. I already made the design. It's already up there. I'll make some tweaks here and there. or I'll add new merch. But for the most part, it just it runs itself, right? Someone orders something. Streamlabs gets the order. They go, all right, we need a T-shirt this size, this brand. Slap that logo on it. Ship it out. And right now, most of the people who have ordered things from us is our own crew. Reason being, I want to make darn sure that the quality of merchandise that people will be getting with our logo on it isn't shoddy. And I've been very impressed with so the quality of everything we've got from Streamlabs. Everything I I've bought a mug. Great. Jamie bought a mug. Sarah bought a sweater. And she came down here with a sweater the other day. And we were all expecting, right? You get a sweater, you get a t-shirt, whatever it is. And I'm sure if you actually like rubbed over your Red Sox on your shirt right now, it's got it's like that iron-on type stuff, mm -hmm. like plasticky. Yeah. yeah, no, this is like, I don't know what they're using to print, but it's, I was expecting like a paint or something. No, it's, 
I don't know. It it feels really good. It feels high quality as far as the sweater goes. I'm going to end up ordering my own one pretty soon. Oh, yeah. And the mug, I was expecting to have like a um, – you could feel – I've got plenty of mugs that I've bought, and you can feel that they like put a layer of um, – like they did a print out of the thing, almost like not vinyl, but I don't know what the heck material they use. But it's something they put on it, and it's basically like a coat of paint type deal where you could probably chip it away if you wanted to. And the mug that I got with the Yadu yeah logo on it actually like – feels like it's baked into the mug yeah there is no like the mug is lip really for nice. anything seeing it seeing it right here myself it is a very nice the colors are fantastic i ended up sizing the logo down a little bit for future mugs uh just because i feel like i oversized it on this one and i want something a little bit more uh or a little less over the top right so i sized that down a little bit but uh, so far everything i've ordered from them i have been very impressed with so and i like that I've also been hanging out in their Discord server where they've got like customer service and stuff like that going on. And anytime, like I go into the merch support and anytime someone's like, hey, one of my customers got, I had an issue with their shirt that came in. This was wrong with it. They're like, send them here, have them contact us. We're looking to fix this as soon as possible. We don't want anyone, you know, kind of have a bad experience with our merchandise, which is huge. So I'm like, that's that's good that they've got the whole quality thing right. going on. And I feel like every time they have something that goes out, like there's a human being there, most likely, that's like, okay, I'm going to check this for the first run. This is the first sweater we're doing with this particular design on it. I'm going to make sure that everything looks good and we didn't screw anything up and then out it goes. It's not like, you know, a machine stamped it and there it goes. <laughs> we didn't look at it. Whatever. Good luck. If it's wrong, that's your graphics fault. Yeah. So. But no, the, quali the quality, I'm impressed with it because – it's someone who I haven't really thought about doing merch as myself either, but like watching you, a lot of things that I think about doing, Josh, I like to watch you do first because like <laughs> I said, it, like, I like to learn a lot of things from you. But one of these things like watching this merch from Streamlabs, like I'm genuinely very impressed because I would have never thought about doing Streamlabs and like all like just seeing the coffee mug here. It's like that is something that it's, I would pay like how much how much was it again on the site? Uh, I think it was about the it's 15, I think, for a well, small one. I would pay 25. 30, like I'd pay 25 bucks for that mug. If, like, if that's We've got larger me. ones, too, that are that's like 18. Like, the thing is, they give you like you have to set a minimum price. Like if you make a large mug, it'll say you need to set your price at at least eighteen dollars. I could right. price it at a hundred if I wanted to, if I yeah. was that kind of guy, but I'm not. <laughs> I'd be impressed so, if you were. Uh, I set all my prices as low as Streamlabs will let me. They build in a little bit of a profit for whoever's running right. the store, but obviously most of that is cost of manufacturing. So because they're going to have to do up your print with whatever colors, and we still had the the glow effect that our logo has on the sweater, mm -hmm. and that actually came out really good. That's it nice. has a glow effect, and it's really cool. So, but you know, it's, it's a lot of work on their end because they have to pay people to do all the labor. They have to order all the base stuff to work with in the first place, quality assurance and all that kind of stuff, customer support. Like they need to make money on their end. So then they add a, like a few dollars of profit minimum to everything we put out and that's built in. But everything that I've, if you're looking for merch for our stuff, like if you have suggestions of things you would like to see, comment those. Um, send them to me though, so that I can steal them and use them for my merch right. ideas first. And that's another thing is I <laughs> talked to uh, Talking High Def, and I was like, "Dude, yeah, have you, have you thought about making merch in your store and uh, in, in Streamlabs?" He goes, "No, I figured no one probably wants to buy merch from me." And I'm like, "Okay, first off, get over that," <laughs> um, because I didn't make merch as like a people want to wear things I made. I made it as a I want to wear things that I made, and other people might. But also, like, sometimes I just want to see stuff made that's in reference to things we're doing and no one else is going to do it. Right. I got to do it. And you never know. Like, what's the worst case scenario? You make a shirt with your logo on it or like 
if you made one, it just says never made varsity. And you're like, okay, well, worst case scenario, no one buys one. Worst case scenario, you buy one. Now you have your own shirt. No one else has that shirt. No one else buys one. What have you lost? Nothing. It didn't cost you anything. Right. It's not one of those things you have to order like a hundred thousand shirts and leave them in your living room and try and sell them. So help you God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just I think it's interesting. If you're someone who's starting out and you're thinking like, hey, maybe I'd like to give this a shot. I know Streamlabs well, is really good with let it. Me, let me ask you this. I don't know if you know, you may not know, but like, do you have to be a streamer in order to use Streamlabs or is it like... I know with Streamlabs, when you go to log in, they'll have you log in either with YouTube or Twitch. I think there's mm -hmm. a few other services you can log in with like Mixer and stuff like that, hmm. but they do mostly serve streamers. That's something I might look into. So, I mean, if you're going to end up doing like we were talking about live streams where you have like an actual set that, set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get into the whole Twitch thing, which I was still even despite all the negative things that we've talked about with Twitch, I would still recommend doing. I've really come around on Twitch as well. That's that's part of the reason why I've been thinking about doing it. Well, part of the reason I didn't want to think about doing it in the first place was like, I don't know if there's a platform out there that I want to use. But the more that I've seen Twitch grow and improve, it's like, no, I would I would be comfortable with being on Twitch. So, but yeah, I, I was asking mainly for the sense that even if the, maybe there's people out there who aren't streaming, Streamlabs is just If good. you're not streaming, I mean, I know Streamlabs is great with their merch. I don't know uh, if you can get into it I would it at least otherwise. look into it. But I it's mean, there's the plenty show. of other companies as well that'll help you do right, merch. Right, right. Like I said, Redbubble, you can make shirts and stuff like that on there. But I haven't ordered any shirts through Redbubble. I don't know the quality of them. Mm -hmm. And that was part of what scared me is they were too expensive and I didn't want to order something through them that I had made only to find out that it's garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have the money at the time. So it's like, there were a lot of things that just, I can't speak to their quality. Right. I know their stickers are amazing, <laughs> but that's just because I've ordered a lot of stickers on Redbubble. I have a problem, but <laughs> so, so, but I, I can vouch for Streamlabs. Like the merch is actually like on point. Yeah. It's good. Uh, now that I'm done, <laughs> like 15 minutes of plugging my own merch store. <laughs> if you do want to find that, I'll leave a link down in the description below, or you can check out yeahdudegamers.com. I linked this merch store on the homepage because I just tweeted uh, about our podcast actually. And um, I had a picture of the mug, the mouse and the microphone. You know, I need to have all the M's properly right, right, in right. my, in my picture. And I was like another, another good day now. of podcasting because recording days are some of my favorite days. And somebody had already commented, dude, can I get that mug or can I get one of those mugs? And I'm like, yeah. So then I had to go and while you were doing your podcast, I added the button to the homepage of our website. And I'm like, yeah, just go to our website. It's on the homepage. You can click it from there because like awesome. it's not hosted through our own website. It's hosted through Streamlabs. So I had to like link it and all this other crap. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it's it's weird to think how I've shifted from the start of this podcast, the start of uh, AV Underground in general, episode one, season one, vlogging. <laughs> to episode two season yeah. our season two episode 10 and here we are twitch affiliate learning everything i can about that's where my focus is and i i hate to feel like i'm pulling anything from anything else but but you're only now that i've put at the time and energy into focusing on my twitch and i'm seeing that start to turn something around i feel like i have a better handle on helping other people get to where i'm at right uh, not the best. I'm not the authority on becoming Twitch affiliate, especially because, like never, I said, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that I did so being a variety streamer. Usually, like people tell you, find one game, play that one game a lot, like six to eight hours a day. People will eventually find you market yourself. And it's like all these other things that I haven't really done, but I've still made it here. So yeah. I'm like variety streaming, running a discord community podcasting and like shouting stuff out and interacting with people on Twitter. And that's like the extent of what I'm doing. 
But that being said, I think we're just about at time for the day. Yeah, I was going to say, I have no no further thoughts today. No, we've got another th- technically three episodes right. and then a recap. Are we, Um, again, I see a part of me hates when I do this because I feel like we're getting a little bit into in too much behind the glass when I do stuff like this. But I'd like to ask you questions like what we're going to be doing on the podcast uh, about the podcast in the future. Are we doing another interview before the end of the season, do you think? I'm hoping to. It's right. been between you and I that we've been, you know, you've been we, reaching out to someone. I've been reaching right. out to someone and, and both neither of us really have been, really got anything yeah. back yet. Uh, I'm still open to it. I'm still working on it's one of those things like I intend every day of my life to send out like emails to like YouTubers and content creators and whatnot that I don't necessarily know directly, but would love to talk to and have on the show. But the, unfortunately it's lower on my priority list than everything else I'm trying to do. And and networking right now is such an interest. It's, it's interesting to network at this period in time because it's kind of like that period where everyone's kind of getting back to their lives. You know what I mean? Like the fall and winter time, like it's the end of summer. Everyone's kind of like getting back into really working hard, maybe yeah. going back to school, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you're getting back to school. If you're in the games industry, which is a lot of the people that I want to try and contact, we're about to hit the fall series of games. Uh-huh. We're about to be hit with Shadow the Tomb Raider, Forsaken for Destiny 2. We're about to be hit with Black Spider-Man. Ops 4. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Dude, there's so many things that are dropping like very soon that I feel like anyone that's in that industry is going to be hard to reach right. pretty quick. So, it's been it's been a little it's been a little bit difficult than in weeks past to get some get some guests on here, but we still we have a we have a rather large list of guests that we want. I have I feel getting them's been a little bit more difficult, but I did um I did actually take some time this morning to redo our end credits for this week in gaming, and I like the way that I wrote things up a little bit better because rather than just being like your hosts are and then listing the hosts I had put like pre-production and planning is done by um, show on air organization and mediation done by post audio and mixing done by. And like so I I actually had like the job titles essentially for everyone involved. And I I was enjoying that. Uh, Not to mention that I added into those end credits. Also, if you like this podcast, check out our other podcast and then did a plug for AV Underground and Health and Mana. So I kind of want to start working that into my other shows as well. Hmm. It's just been that I've had such a focus on I've put such a focus into Twitch lately that I've been almost neglecting everything else and just kind of like, okay, everything else is good enough for now. I'm putting my focus and growing on Twitch. And I feel like I've done enough on Twitch to to be pretty stable for now so that I can shift some of that focus back over to bring everything else back up to another level. And then that's going to be my new plateau. And then I'm going to have to shift focuses again. But I'm hoping overall just things are going to get better and More, better as yeah. time goes on. I've got so many ideas and a lot of it is just that I lack the time and or funding to, to do things, yeah. the ideas for the studio that I want to do and everything else. You know, so. it's, it's funny that we took, we, we missed that one week because I feel now though, like I said, like I was saying earlier in this episode about feeling more refreshed, I kind of felt, I don't want to say we were in a downturn with AV Underground, but I felt like it was becoming, it was like doing it week by week and it was just like, like, I think we lost sight of what we started it for. I, not just that, though. I think we just lost some steam in general. But I think one of the things that people forget is that you can lose steam and then still, you know, you go through. There's there's ups and downs, peaks and valleys. You know, this is how it is. And I felt like we were kind of in a valley for a little bit. And then, like, I feel now we're kind of like we're getting more inspired. We're getting more stuff. We're getting more information. So it's becoming it's becoming way more of a peak now, I should say. Or at least we're, we're on the upswing of a peak. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling a lot more inspired this week. Taking last week to, uh, I was like, you know, at first my thought was, who can I get on 
to replace Watson for this week to be coverage. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Got replaced. And and then my thought was like, you know what? Roll with it. Right. Like you have other things you want to work on. Like take this time, focus on some other things. You and know, like, isn't take that, some time and maybe relax for once. Isn't that like one of the ideas of AV Underground anyway? You know what I mean? Like knowing, like we, we talk about the show, so many lessons of being a content creator. Well, there is a lesson right there. You yeah. Know? Like <laughs> sometimes things don't always go your way. Right. Learn to take what happens and, you know, Just twist it around. <sighs> so at any rate, I'm going to call it there for today. Yeah, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back at you again next week, barring food poisoning um, <laughs> Who knows? with another AV underground. And until then keep creating and stay awesome. See ya. AV underground is a production of YDG studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Eileen Hubbard and for love of nerd to find out more about our guests this week, check the links in the description. Our intro music is nine to thrive by color. Find out more about Kulla by visiting Kulla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line, Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.